Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, of course, we're going to be discussing the latest episode of Doctor Who, which is Oxygen. But first, let's have some news. Now, we were uh, quite fortunate to record in this evening, aren't we? Because this sort of news broke earlier this evening, because otherwise we'd have like two items of news to talk about. So. Yes. <laughs> quite fortunate, really. Yes, big finisher appear to have done it again. Um, they've got another... 10th Doctor um, series coming out, Volume 2, and this reunites the 10th Doctor with Rose, which means Billy Piper is back. Um, now, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, you seem to remember some leaked artwork for this. There was something... Well, before Big Finish announced it, yeah, there was some other website said, oh, it looks like we're getting a, a 10th Doctor and Rose. Mm. Big Finish stuff. If some artwork that appeared on the Big Finish website and disappeared again is anything to go by. And then, I think about an hour later, Big Finish announced that they were... They were doing this. Yeah. Yes. So so whether they did mean to announce it today or whether they just thought, oh, that cat's out the bag. (laughs) we, We might as well. I think they've got the same person working for them. There's the same person who works at the BBC, I think, yes. for <laughs> keeping secrets. Um, surprised, really? Um, not really, I suppose. I mean, once once he's once David Tennant's done done it, you you can see he's going to do it again. It's probably more surprised that she does. She has actually, but yeah, um, I, I must admit, because you know, because she's sort of just recently won an Olivia Award, doesn't she, for yeah. um, a play she's in. Um, no, which escapes me at the moment, but um, yes, I'm quite surprised that she she has returned because um, she really has sort of, in a funny way, she's had a better career outside of Doctor Who than David Tennant has really. I don't know. Broadchurch has been pretty. Ah, oh, I, I don't know. She she's gone to great reclaim, hasn't she? She's sort of gone into the theatre and and done, you know, won a lot of plaudits for it. And now it's won yeah. Olivia Award, which is about the the highest honour you can get in the theatre world. So. Um, I think for David Tennant, he's had a couple of sort of failed movies, isn't he, on, on a failed TV pilot. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't quite cracked America, which is what he thought he was, I think, yeah. leaving Doctor Who to do, was it? Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I sort of get the feeling he hasn't sort of returned to um, to doing, you know, playing the Doctor again at, just because he's got no other work. Because he has had other work, you know, he was in like um, Jessica yeah. Jones, no, no, you know, things like that. And, as you say, Broadchurch, but... Um, it's just nice he hasn't turned the back on the role, you know. He's done it because I think he was, first and foremost, he is a fan, isn't he? He but, is, exactly. And I suspect exactly. the fact that he can still then do this without it being nine <clears throat> months of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a couple of days probably popping into a recording studio. Yeah, they've got quite a... I mean, they do knock these out at a fair old rate, and I think a lot of it's obviously in the post-production because you'd have to wait, usually wait a long time because I know the um, they rattle through the um, the Fourth Doctor ones and, and and they've got them lined up for years in advance, haven't they? I, I suspect there's other reasons for that. I, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Which, which we're, we're all waiting for the fateful day, aren't we? Oh, God, yeah, let's, let's hope that day doesn't come any time yes. too soon. Yes. Let's really hope not. Um so anyway, these stories um, will be released, there's three stories to this box set, I should say, and they will be released in November this year. Um, so the three stories, the first one's written by John Dorney, which is called Attack of the Zaros. That also um, guest stars um, Camille Kadori as well. Yes. She's back as Jackie Tyler. Um, 
And then the next story is the Sword of the Chevalier, uh, which is by Guy Adams, or Chevalier, when you pronounce it. Uh, and then finally, a story called Cold Vengeance by Matt Fitton, which sees the Tenth Doctor face off against the Ice Warriors. Nice. Yes, so it does sound um, rather interesting, actually. Now, as we recalled um, on the Monday, that unfortunately by the time this goes out, this offer might have expired, I'm not entirely sure, but um, Big Finish are doing the um, the first volume of the 10th Doctor Adventures at half price. Yes. So it all depends on when this goes out. It might go out early, or it might go out afterwards, I'm afraid, because this announced, what was it announced about, just gone 5pm today? Yes. On Monday the 15th, so on Tuesday the 16th the offer will finish. So, what? give it a go. <laughs> it, all, it all depends on when this... Um, when this podcast goes out. Yeah, if someone so. can pull his finger out. <laughs> well, yeah. Would you care to have a go, Paul? <laughs> In which case, by the time, if we leave it to me, by the time it comes out, volume two will be half price. <laughs> oh, you probably get volume one for free by that point. <laughs> Actually, listen, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till we put this podcast out. You get it all for free. Um, now, next to the news, sadly... Um, Yet again, we have to talk about another loss um, to the world of Doctor Who. The actor Jeffrey Balden um, has died at the age of 93. Um, for those of you um, only know from Doctor Who, he played um, Organon, the astrologer, in Creature from the Pit, one of Tom Baker's um, sort of <laughs> stories, um, if you can call it that. Um, and he also, obviously did also play um, the Doctor in the Doctor Who Unbound um, stories, yes. Old Mortality and A Storm of Angels. But to a certain age group, um, which is <laughs> myself and Paul, he'll be forever known as Cat Weasel. Yes. Um, from the, you know, the, the, the title character from the TV show, and also played the Crow Man in Wurzel Gummidge as well, which I'd actually forgotten about. Really? I forgot he was, yes, I'd completely forgotten about, about Wurzel Gummidge. Not obviously forgotten about Wurzel Gummidge. In fact, I've just forgot he was in it, to be honest. You're just in denial that John Pertwee did something else, aren't you? <laughs> well, at least you got to see him. Was it opening up, um, what was it? Huckleberries in Lewisham? Yes. Yes. That, that um, f- long-forgotten burger chain, Huckleberries. Um, yeah, and it, didn't, he, didn't he open it in full-on Wurzel Gummidge costume? Yes. Oh, Wow. He did. he did like a appearing like character, Pertwee, didn't he? Yeah. My God, he really did. Oh, yeah, um, I suspect any chance, any, any opportunity to hand it up was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now, um, obviously, with, with Geoffrey Bowden, he was actually um, in the frame to, to take on the role of the Doctor after William Hartnell left. Well, um, wasn't, wasn't there some suggestion that you actually even before Hartnell? Yes. Was... I, I don't know if there's any... any evidence for that I'm not entirely sure but I've read that as well um, but he's, he's, he's always seemed to play older men hasn't he yes always he's always had that face he, he could play like an old man um, but he's been in so, I mean, he's been in so many um, movies and um, and TV shows it's just, just too many to mention really I mean you could definitely see him as the first Doctor you could do you could see what, if they was going for that sort of Grumpy old man that with a bit of a mischief in him. Yes, you could see that he, de- he definitely played that role. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and of course, his partner um, Alan Rowe 
um, who died back in uh, 2000, was also in Doctor Who as well. Wasn't he one in, um, oh, The Time Warrior? Alan Rowe, wasn't he? Wasn't he sort of um, the, not the king, but the the other, the rival, or the good landowner? Yeah. I can't remember, remember the character's name, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, yeah, yes. so... Um, yeah, but I mean, age of nine. I mean, I mean, Jeffrey Bell, ninety-three. I mean, that that's that's a that's a good life. Yeah, that that is a, that is a good life. Um, but as I say, um, he, he will be missed because I say he, he was sort of growing up. He was in so many things. Um, it's, it's hard to believe that he, he's he's no longer around. You know, quite quite strange. Quite strange. Well, so anyway, Dan, Danny Baker said he won't believe it until he until Jeffrey Belden tweets it himself. Yes, exactly, exactly. I remember reading something about um, another obituary somewhere. Um, I think well, there's two conditions he said, you know, about you know about actually actually getting old, and one was sort of like no incontinence, basically. So um, I, I hope you didn't suffer from incontinence, Mister Bowden. That's all. <laughs> I hope your I hope your wish came true. That's all. <laughs> okay. Now um, next in the news. Some DVD news, and in particular interests for our listeners in Germany. Um, I believe we do have some. Um, the Case of Androzani is going to get a German DVD release, and the, it's going to be dubbed into German. Um, specifically for that release, there's no German dub exists for, the, for any story before the Twin Dilemma, apparently. Um, and it's just with the exception of the Five Doctors. I was going to say, yeah, that, 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 is, that is a big disappointment, isn't it, really? <laughs> Now it it does have the um, the DVD artwork, and I'm not going to pronounce the uh, German translation of the um, case of Androzani um, for fear of doing an enormous <laughs> miscarriage of justice. I think, um, but um, it's going to come in the Clitz edition media book, which can be limited to um, fifteen hundred copies. Um, and that edition, it, it looks like a book with featuring an extensive booklet and uh, the English and German language soundtracks and subtitles will be included. Um, it includes all the special features that can be found on the UK special edition. And that will be released on the 25th of August this year. The regular edition, um, which it says will be the same as the media book, but it will just come in a standard DVD slipcase. And that will be released on the 13th of October this year. So I wonder if there'll be any more following on from that. Well, I mean, is it a sign that Doctor Who is gaining popularity in Germany? Where now there now is a market for back episodes. Yes, it does. It does. I mean, the, the article here does say that um, the late eighties and early nineties, the the German channel RTL um, transmitted all the serials featuring the Seventh Doctor. Um, and then 1995, the Vox channel aired the Five Doctors and all serials featuring the Sixth Doctor. So um, this is kind of like a first, really. Yeah. You know, to sort of delve in further into the into the back catalogue, as it were. So this is um, no. I hope, I hope this sort of moves <laughs> that was forward with introducing the audience. You know? Was that done on the basis of well, if they watch this, then they love the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can watch most of Colin Baker's. Television output that you can certainly watch most of Peter Davison. So. <laughs> if there's a demand for that, then then the other stuff's got to go quickly, hasn't it? Really. The the the, the only downside to this, Paul, is they're starting off with the best. Yeah. They're starting off with the best Peter Davison story, probably aside from Earthshock. Um, can it live up to that? That's all, that's all I'm worried about. Well, I don't know. I mean, you say they're starting off with the best. Previously, they'd only had the twin. Di- they'd only had Carl back as the twin dilemma. <laughs> so, point taken. I, point I, taken. I, I, sus- I suspect 
they're not all expecting it to be the same. <laughs> oh god. Oh well, so the, yeah. Well, so the, we look forward to that one um, to Alice's in Germany because it is it, a cracker of a story. It yes. really is. Okay, everybody. So um, that's pretty much it for the news. But of course, we sluggishly now move on to Omega's stats corner. <laughs> Okay, and the overnight viewing figures for Oxygen are in, and it had a rather low um, overnight audience figure of 3.57 million viewers, um, but that was still a 20% share of the total TV audience um, for the evening. Um, it does appear, though, that the Eurovision um, angle didn't sort of have any positive effect on Doctor Who, did it? Well, slightly worrying for Doctor Who was... But pointless celebrities before it and Eurovision that followed it got more viewers. Now, I'm I'm beginning to wonder because Eurovision um is it's a marathon viewing experience, isn't it? That everybody decided we're gonna go to the toilet and get all the alcohol to get us through Eurovision. Yes. Yes, I, I've got. Yeah, you need alcohol to on. get through Eurovision. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking people were just getting ready for like sitting in front of the TV for three hours. Yeah, so they played much pointless celebrities. Then they thought, well, we better have a walk around, <laughs> go yeah. to the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Get, get enough m- mind numbing alcohol around us as possible so we don't <laughs> have to move later. Um, but surprisingly, um, Britain's Got Talent still got the highest um, viewing figures for the evening with 7.96 million, um, which. Um, but the, I think the Eurovision Song Contest it, it peaked at around about 8.37 million. And that, yeah. that was just as the final results were being announced. So I think people just skipped the crap. And, and, <laughs> as, a, as everybody went, thank God that's over. Let's just see who won. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously the consolidated figures will be released um, next week. Now the audience appreciation index for Oxygen was 83. Um, that's still been um, very consistent. Yes. Actually. Um, and that was actually the highest score for the evening on the two main channels. Which is that's quite interesting. It's quite interesting why they phrased it like that. So so does that mean Dad's Army on BBC Two beat it again? Because is that is that the two main? Yeah, they usually they usually yeah yeah. Are they they talking about BBC One and ITV? I think they mean BBC One and ITV. Yeah, I think that's what they mean there. Yeah. So but you're right though. Something random on BBC Two just beat it. Which is why mm. they've said that. Rather than saying it was, you know, they're obviously not saying it was the highest of the no, night. Cause it, no, because they always mention Dad's Army, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be, it needs to be worded particularly to. Yeah, it's conspic- conspicuous than... by its absence, I yes. would say there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, the um, the, the official ratings for Knock Knock um, arrived today as well, and that got a final viewing figure of 5.73 million viewers. Uh, which made it the 21st most watched program um, of the week. Yes. Um, and, I mean, really, got beaten by the Antiques Roadshow. I know. That's the one that <laughs> stands back. out, isn't it? It's back. <laughs> um, At least Country Files not there. <laughs> actually, though, this is sort of makes me think, you know, when people send about 
oh, we need a younger doctor to to appeal to a younger audience if you want to get viewing figures up. And I'm thinking, maybe it's the wrong way round. I mean, if the, if the Antiques Roadshow's beating it, perhaps the audience out there is older than they think. Exactly, that's what I'm beginning to wonder. Um, didn't beat it's it by much, though, I've got enough. to be honest. No, obviously not. Um, but the, I mean, obviously the um, the top, sort of top 20 release is dominated by soaps, Coronation yeah. Street, EastEnders and Emmerdale, really. Um yeah, it's, it's never going to beat them. It's not like the old days, is no. it? No. Yeah, it's, just, it's, just, Man, it's too, yeah. too much competition. The only the only Saturday programme that beat it was obviously Britain's Got Talent, so... Yes. It's yeah, indeed. pretty much done its done okay there. And MasterChef was in there four times. Yes. Um, which, but below Doctor Who, but bloody hell. <laughs> I've seen Grantchester. Now, I've never watched Grantchester, um... But didn't one episode recently feature Peter Davison uh, uh, dressed dress, dress alarmingly like the Fifth Doctor? Right. No, I, I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched it at all. I haven't watched that. Yeah. I, 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 I lost if, interest in MasterChef when people start cooking rabbit, so. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Come on, Paul. You didn't look, look down at your two rabbits and think, hmm. That's good eating. <laughs> Is that recipe on C-Fax? <laughs> C-Fax? <laughs> My God, sir. How old are you? <laughs> How old's your television more to the point? <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Just wait for the valves to warm up. Before it's it's you... <laughs> on the Antiques Roadshow next week. <laughs> yeah, I say, as you're telling that old, you, you hear the sound before the picture warms <laughs> up. <laughs> Oh, God, those were the days, those were the days. Anyway, everybody, um, that is it for the news, and that is also it for stats as well. So coming up next is our review of Oxygen. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay then, everybody, it's time to talk about oxygen. Mining station, chasm, forge, crew of 40. Hello. Four survivors. One distress call. They were killed by their own suits. That means there's 36 corpses walking about this station. If we want to keep breathing, we have exactly one option. None of us have more than 3,000 breaths left. And stop wasting them. Now, before we give our opinion on what we thought about this, we thought this time um, we would do the feedback uh, to kick off this little review section. So, um, so we've had plenty of feedback once again. So, thanks very much, everybody, for um, for writing in. So, I'm just going to quickly go through this. Uh, first up, we have Jeff Waddle. Hi, Jeff. Um, very short and succinct with his review. Absolutely outstanding. Okay, cheers, Jeff. Um, then Kieran Hyman follows it up with agreed. Um, I actually, I accidentally swore out loud when I saw the first corpse near the beginning, though I did uh, be, become worried that they'd bring all the dead people back to life like last week. So glad that didn't happen. Um, pretty bleak vision of the future too. Reminds me of Seals Mining Corporation from Vengeance on Varos. Uh, best part for me was the 60s-esque piece of music that played when the TARDIS crew first look out the window and see many suited corpses on the outside of the ship. Thanks very much, Kieran. And next up, we have Ian, Tom Ian Thomas McLean. He's even more succinct than Jeff Waddle. He just puts in brackets, exhale. 
So, oh, so you, you were holding your breath all the way through that one, Ian. Thanks very much. Uh, Martin Havel. Hi, Martin. Oh, of course, uh, the listeners should know Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast. And he says, awesome. Easily the best in an already strong series. Cheers, Martin. Uh, next up, we have Suki Kark. Um, Suki writes, a very good episode in what has already been an excellent season. Walking zombified astronauts, a blue sarcastic alien, Bill was excellent, the Doctor is blind, and the next time tra- trailer ends with a shot of Missy. Special mention has to go to Matt Lucas as Nardole, who I thought was the best thing in the episode. From telling off the Doctor and having all the fun lines showcased Lucas's versatility in the role. Freeze the pitch when the Doctor has to leave Bill behind, and you can see the look of anguish and sorrow on Nardole's face as he's ushered away by the Doctor. Thanks very much, Suki. Uh, next up, we have Ben Reed. Hi, Ben. Uh, now that I've had a chance to watch it, I must say that this is my favourite of episodes this season so far. Love the Star Trek line and the fluid link. Also really cool was the way in which the suit snatched the Doctor's Sonic from him. That leaves me on to my one and only complaint, and complaints in, is in uh, quote marks, with the Doctor being blind now, along with his Sonic being destroyed, he's got the perfect excuse to bring back those damn Sonic shades. Oh, well, what are you going to do, eh? Not even the Sonic Shades can dampen my enthusiasm for this episode. Truthfully, they do make a bit of sense now. All in all, a 10 out of 10 this time. Cheers, Ben. Um, Next up, we have Laura M. Greenfield. Hi, Laura. Thanks for writing in. Uh, Laura writes, this is quite a creepy episode. I enjoyed it. I'm glad the music wasn't overpowering. A blind doctor is quite interesting. I try not to look at spoilers. I wonder how long his blindness will last. Can't he just use some regeneration energy to heal himself? Could he be punishing himself? Many questions I will stop now. Love your podcast. Thank you very much, Laura. And, and thanks for the feedback and thanks for um, for that little comment at the end there. Brilliant. Um, and lastly, we have um, Ash um, Farbrother from the Hammered Horror podcast. Hi, Ash. Um, and he just put a quick note in there. Is it, is it just me? Or does it feel like now Moff can't be fired from, from the show? He's just letting his freak flag uh, fly and the writers are allowed to take risks and make the stakes high stroke scary. Cheers, Ash. That's quite a good, um, interesting point, actually. So um, that's what everyone, uh, or you at home, um, thought. So what about us? And it's my turn to kick things off, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I'd actually sort of like try and sort of follow on from what Ash was saying there, actually. Um, I kind of agree with that, it does certainly seem to be they are not following the formula, quite you know the, the the new Who formula, quite so much this season, and they do seem to be taking a, a few more a few more risks with it, like like slowing the stories down. It's not quite so frenetic as it has been. I mean, this episode is frenetic. It doesn't yeah. let up from beginning to end, really, does it? But um, and then also ending with the Doctor being blind. As well, I mean, could could you imagine the show ever doing that before? Um, no, not well. In what it doesn't particularly seem to be, a, it's not a cliffhanger to a two-parter. It is, uh, obviously. Yeah, because because aren't we different. going into the into the three-parter now? Isn't it episodes six, seven, and eight of this supposed three-part story? Yeah. Or is it five, six, and seven? I don't, I don't really know, actually. I, but... uh, yeah, I've got, yeah, I can't, I can't remember now. So I've tried yeah. not to read too much up, no. to be honest, on what's, no. what's happening. So no, me most neither. of it comes fresh to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, despite all, you know, as as Ash says, you know, is, is 
people just let the writers just letting their freak flag fly. Um, I I love this episode actually. Um, yeah, so I, I I couldn't fault it at all. I really couldn't fault it. It's uh, another corker of a story from Jamie Matheson. Again, it really is. Um, and my, my request is, can he write Doctor Who every week, please? Yeah, uh, to be honest, the only point where I started to worry where this was going was, as was just mentioned earlier in other feedback, was the fact that I started to worry that they was going to bring everybody back. Yes. At that but point, the... I started to thought, oh, don't do that. Yeah, and but... they you... didn't. No, so, I mean if you but would you, if you did look at some of those corpses, some of them were pretty ripe, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not to- totally sure I can quite accept how, what they did with Bill, to be honest. But I'm willing to overlook that on the basis that. Yeah, the whole thing that the suit's battery power wasn't. Um, yeah. Was too weak to to actually sort of kill her. It would um, just been been fine if she had just looked like she was knocked out, unconscious. Yeah, you know, she sort of the eyes had closed, and she just—they could have just said she passed out, but they did give it all the sort of scarring and death sort of thing. Didn't yeah, they? exactly. Yeah, it sort of. Yeah, it's a bit, bit too much of a too too quick a recovery, really. It was a bit. It was a bit, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's. But it's, that is it. That, that, yeah, that, that that is all the negative I've got to say about this. Episode. I know, I know. I've, I've got a horrible feeling this is going to be a rather short review because I've I've got no, I've got no minor quibbles about this one whatsoever. No, I really haven't. I really haven't. Um, I'd actually, I'd actually, I'd, I want to start off talk about Matt Lucas, um, who was given a, a, a larger, um, a larger part this week. Apart from the, you know, the previous weeks, it's just been a, like a fleeting. Um, He's top and tailed episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bookend, really, to the story. Um, So this week, he's sort of um, right in the thick of it. And I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. I really did. Um, And even at the end, when it it, it required a bit more um, gravitas with the whole look at me um, thing back back in the doctor's study, um, I, I thought he got that just right. Yeah. I, I really did think he just got that just right. I mean, the fact is, as as I've said many times, very worried mm. about Matt Lucas in this and was it going to be too over the top and whatever, but he hasn't been. No. He's actually showing that he is actually a good actor. Yes. In his, yes. In his own right and that, and that, you know, just because he plays over the top comedy parts doesn't mean that's all he can do. No, exactly. I mean, he has... You know, I think that this episode allowed him to sort of flex his sort of acting muscles a bit more, and it yeah. was still like the you know the, the the light relief. But when it when it required him to be or take on a bit more of a dramatic role, um, I thought he, he filled those shoes brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, he was the light relief without being a clown or um, a didn't didn't take you out of the situation. No. Just slightly broke the tension, but not to the point that you sort of had to get back into it again afterwards. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, now I thought he was great. I thought um, uh, yet again, Capaldi was excellent. Um, so was Pearl Mackey. Um, I just really cannot get over how good those two are together. 
Yeah. I, I really can't. I really can't get over how, how fantastic they are. And, and um, I, I, I thought that that bit where um, her reaction when she finds out the Doctor's sort of blinded to save her, um, I thought was a reaction was, was priceless. And it wasn't over overdone either. No. It was just the look on her face said everything. She was actually sort of so... Um, it looked like, looked like she was sort of horrified at what the doctor had done, or what what he'd sacrificed to you know to, to you know to save her. So um, I, I just thought she played it brilliantly. I really did. And also the bit with the um, when we were talking about when the when the um, the other um, corpses sort of put her under as well, um, and she was sort of calling out for her mum. Yeah. As well, and they sort of like the, and you've got that sort of photo montage. We're going to wonder if there's anything. I thought she played that bit really well. Um, it wasn't sort of full on like, sort of hysterics, was it? It was just sort of like really sort of played the whole scared out of our wits part fantastically. But I'm beginning to wonder whether the, the whole mum thing and the montage of the photos is that is this? Do you think there was more to this? Is this leading yeah, I, somewhere? Yeah, is is there something? Yeah, because it, it has been mentioned in most episodes, hasn't it? Whether it be Obviously, the didn't have any pictures of her mum, which we find the doctor mm. provides to the putting the picture of her mum up in knock knock. Yep, and talking to her mum there and that it's yeah. Is is, is that going to be part of the? Is there going to be a future story there? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I must admit, I think you, you're so now seeing Nardole sort of softening towards Bill. A bit as well because as um, I can't remember who said it. Was it um, um, I think it was yeah Suki Suki Kark said, um, look at Nardole's face. Yeah. Um, when when Bill's sort of like about to be, you know, Bill's left behind. Um, again, he he's, he's genuinely worried and really sort of quite no, we we can't leave a sort of thing, you know. So oh, it was last week, is you know, or, or, or a couple of weeks ago, it was sort of, or oh, who let her in here? Yeah. Although I'm not totally sure if that isn't just a case of that um, it's her or if it's just this is the Doctor losing a companion again and how's this going to affect him. You know, it's sort of in that mm, sort of point. Yeah, that's an interesting take more, on it. Yeah. Whether he's more worried about the fact that obviously... One of the reasons why you presume the doctors made this vow and has stayed there and wasn't gonna have, wasn't gonna get involved with anybody else companion-wise was because he didn't want to get hurt and he didn't want to lose somebody again mm. and whatever. And whether that's basically there, Nardel saying, you know, almost that look he's saying, look, this is this is what you, this is what you didn't want to happen. Yeah, this is all the sort of thing that Nardel was warning warning him against ever since yeah. the show. Sort of started about four, this, you know, five this, weeks ago. This so. is what I. This is what you've wanted me to be around you to stop happening. This is why mm. you've made these vows. Exactly. Yeah. And well, that's the thing because I mean, the, the you know the the doctor ends up blind in this, and it's down to his own hubris, really, isn't it? Yeah. Really, he he sort of ignored Nardole's advice. He wanted to go off. You know, he sort of go off adventuring again, um, and. This is this is what he got for his troubles, basically, and and everything that sort of Nardole was um, warning the doctor. So like they said, yeah, well, supposing you got injured, suppose you got sick, 
Yeah. So your person, your, your little friend downstairs would 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 know, um, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, so it's um, now I, I thought it was it was a sort of the foreshadowing in this story and the foreshadowings that's been going on throughout the po- previous few weeks. It's it's sort of it's sort of paid off, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm only we're not even sort of quite halfway through the season yet, so um, I'm I'm really interested to see where this is going to go now. You know, will the Doctor remain blind? Um, I can't see him carrying on for too much longer. I mean, it's certainly, it's going to be in um, next week's episode. But but is but it, I mean, it, obviously, it's now looking as if this is could be why we have a regeneration scene, and whether it's a complete regeneration or just the Doctor regenerating enough to get his eyesight back. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard. Um... Sort of other theories that what what leads up to the, the Doctor's regeneration throughout the course of this series, he just gets um, more and more sort of injured, sort of put himself in harm's way that he he's sort of forced to regenerate. Yeah, which I think is quite an intrigue. They said they keep saying that his regeneration is going to be like no other. Um, so, so maybe this is what this is what it's sort of building up to. Maybe each week goes goes by, another little bit of him drops off or something. I don't know. <laughs> for of a better description, but. Yeah, maybe that's where he's headed, but I can't. I can't see how long they can sustain the whole blindness thing. I mean, yeah. if they did, it'd be a pretty bold move. It really would be. Yeah. Um, there is there is a question of why they can't really. It does it does the doctor need to be able to always see what's going on as long as it's being described to him? I mean, he did 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 okay from being blind. Onwards, yeah. Although I must admit, when I watched that that, that scene of the TARDIS again, uh, when Nardole restores or supposedly restores his sight, um, he is looking at, because he looks at Bill when she smiles. Yeah. So she doesn't. He doesn't know where she is. So I'm. I'm, I'm sort of thinking, was the whole blindness thing sort of tacked on at the end by Stephen Moffat? Because it, it does to me, it does look like it was, it he'd been cured. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the next story does also play on the blindness. So I don't know how much. Whether that was just literally, they've done it without thinking. Could have done. Oh, oh, oh! I mean, I suppose, I suppose you may have got the case that um, this script was written. Mm. And having read this script, Stephen Moffat thought, actually, we can take that further. We don't give him his sight back at the end. Yeah. But it was sort of still shot as as that until they get. Yeah, back. that's the thing. So I, I don't know the all the lot. And they just the... and, they, and it's just, but then to be honest, it's just basically it just gives that uh, that last scene. A hell of a lot more punch, doesn't it? Really? Oh, it does. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a Cliff Langer hanger. Cliff Langer. He's a personal friend of mine, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, Cliff Hanger. He hasn't given you his views yet, has he? <laughs> no. Are you saving it up to the season's over? Right? Yes. Um, now I was going to say. I, I don't know what what all of the you know this was filmed in in the production block. So it, it could have been a case of the story did end. With the doctor retaining his sight, and then Stephen Moffat thought, "No, that's great. I could feed that into the next story. Maybe he—I re- don't know. Maybe, maybe it's already been sort of 
envisaged that's what it's going to be like that's how the story's going to going to pan out or it was like a last minute thing yeah because they do I mean you don't have to look at Capaldi's varying hair lengths um, <laughs> at the end of some stories to see where the production blocks of um, are all sort of out of sync in, in, uh, with broadcasting wise anyway so um, maybe though this this was another one of those but um but no, I think he's taken the, the the show into into a a completely new territory. You've got that your hero can't see. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think it's I think it's really great what they're trying to do. I really I think it's brilliant. Um, I thought another good thing in this Unless as it, well. As long as it doesn't come a bit daredevil on us. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um. <laughs> the, the, I mean, obviously, since the show came back in two thousand five, they have basically treated the Doctor like a superhero on occasions, haven't yeah. they? So, um, um, I mean, even when, obviously it was Capaldi's first season, when um, um, that, that the aircraft, the unit plane he, he was on blew up and he sort of dived, he soared down through the air like a superhero towards the TARDIS, didn't he? So, yeah. you know, isn't it? we can't say it hasn't even been done for Capaldi because it has. So, um, but anyway, the other thing I was going to say, another bit I liked, um, a particular scene I like was the bit where Bill's helmet was malfunctioning, and that bit where she she sort of blacked out, and it was just the use of like the camera work and the editing, putting the whole thing together, and the sound, the sort of just the sound of her heartbeat, yeah, to or, actually, or the blood pumping to actually know. do a important bit of the story, basically from the per- from the perspective of a person who's passed out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, 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 just, or just vaguely aware of what's going on in and yeah. out of consciousness. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, because th- it could have just been quite a. I mean, because it was just a much better. You didn't need the doctors doing it like that. Also, then brought the blind allowed them to bring the blindness bit in as a surprise. Well, exactly, because I mean, I, 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 I like the fact they reintroduced the whole thing that the doctor can survive in a vacuum for a limited period. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they sort of like the few, the fluid link thing as well. Um, you know, it was like a nice little um, sort of tip tip of the hat to the past again, yeah. um, without sort of, without rounding it down your throat. So um, and it is a case of like Bill is discovering more and more about the Doctor as the weeks go by, and this is another facet of his that she's just discovering as well. So it's like for for new audiences. Um, they're sort of learning along with Bill. We'll re know. Yeah. We just go, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's re- referring to blah, blah, blah. So, um, and it, it's not trying to explain it to anybody. No. You're just, you're just finding it out. And I, I'm, I'm liking what they're, what they're doing here. So, um, but I mean, the way that was, that was done. And also that, that another creepy bit as well, when that dead crewman was looking through the glass. Yeah. As, as, as the, um, the airlock was about to, um, about to open that, that was really creepy. But thinking about it, <clears throat> totally pointless. Because we've, we've established by then that the actual it's not as if they are zombies. No, that 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 is just a dead person. That is not looking through the glass. Well, it's not. But it, it did sort the, of make the, the eye you, for the suit, you... the, the camera for the suit that so is is well below that window. I <laughs> know oh, it can't see. <laughs> so. But, but it works so well that it's only afterwards you think actually that's not actually working at all. <laughs> well, 
What do you think about the the actual? The, you know, we're talking about the you know the suits, the um, the, the, the twist that they weren't zombies. Last week we were sort of excited, oh zombies in space, and it was nothing of the sort, was it? No, I, th- I think that really worked well. That they was just basically along for the ride. They were just being bodies carried along for the ride. Yeah, because the suit yeah. hadn't actually bothered to jettison them. And I've, I'd I'd love the fact that the, the whole because um, I'm not a fan of the zombie genre anyway, and I, I'm sort of kind of okay. It's almost in space, a little bit different, um, but it, it, just the way it was, this it, it sort of spun that whole thing on its head, and I, I I loved it for it to be honest. And the fact that I liked really the most about this was they were silent. Yes, both in a not any uh, talking nor. If there were zombies, any grunting? No, no. We didn't get any uh, Cybermanish foot stomping. No, um, I mean, I mean, if you go back literally, to the opening scene, when, when they arrived, they did creep up on people. Yes, they did. Because any time you sort of um, well, now and again, they would sort of be a bit, sort of sound a bit mechanical, but. Um, Again, not not as stompy as a Cyberman, were they? Right. So, but right. I, mean, I, I, I like the beginning when they sort of silently floated down. Yeah. Um, behind that woman, and I thought the the whole thing about she couldn't hear them. It's in space; you can't hear anything. Yeah. And all she saw was the shadows in front of her um, as they sort of floated down. And I thought the only thing I'm sort of trying to figure out where the why were they out in deep space and how did they come. Sp- Spiraling back down to the space station, it was a lovely yeah, opening right. shot, um, but I, I can't figure out how why they're out in, in deep space and how they got back. So yeah, yeah, because it wasn't as if they had any sort of rocket pack or anything, was it? That allowed them to... no to to slow down basically, no. <laughs> or yeah, or to, or to land there. I mean, I mean, <laughs> earlier on you sort of see them floating around in space, which yeah. you thought was just floating off into space, and all of a sudden they've managed to. Land exactly where they needed to land. But... <laughs> oh, well, we could. I could. I thought we both could, could forgive that, can't we? I mean, to, to be fair, we didn't. We didn't really see close up on them. Perhaps they did have rocket packs on when they was out. Oh, there. maybe they did. Yeah. Who Cause knows? Because again, we wouldn't have heard. So we wasn't. We was. We wasn't hearing it from the. We was only hearing it from her perspective, weren't we? It's true. And yeah. then his perspective when he sees the. The helmet um, float past him. Float past, yeah. 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 So no, I, I mean, I did like it as an opening goes. It, it was very, very effective. Um, I think it's a bit of a leap of logic as we just as we just sort of touched on, but yeah. um, it still did look great, though. It really did. Um, what, what do you sort of think about the the whole capitalism in space thing? Do you think it was a little bit too on the nose, or do you think it was it was a it was sort of like a perfect sort of not 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 parody, but sort of like you're holding up a mirror to real life. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I, I could totally say. It. I mean, we, it's not, it's not a new argument. I mean, it's pro- probably going as far as oxygen is, but we've had, you know, people needing to work to get the serum they need to, to stop radiation and whatever in various science fiction programs, haven't we? We have, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've always had some sort of there's 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 been oh, in science fiction that sort there's always been a there has been previous cases of a 
uh, company or whatever that's basically almost as such enslaved a, a workforce. Yes. yes. By not giving them what they need unless they work. I mean, this one though, it, it, it's taken it to the sort of absolute extreme, isn't it? You, you, you know, you're, you know, oxygen's a commodity. You're not productive, therefore that commodity's been wasted on you. Um, therefore, we'll terminate you. Yeah. Um, literally terminate them. Um, yeah. You're which just I, wasting oxygen. You are yeah. just a waste of oxygen. Yeah, exactly. You oxygen thief. Yes. <laughs> um, but what I, I did, and, and even to the, even actually the more sinister bit of it. It's yeah. not that they're saying, well, oxygen's a commodity, so we're going to sell, so you have to buy it from us. Mm. It's the fact that if anybody else brings oxygen on, we're going to get rid of it because it lowers the price of our oxygen. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that's, oh, that's actually the most sinister part of that, I think. Well, the thing, that's what goes on, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean you only have to look at um, the World Cup, actually, which is, which is sponsored to the, you know, to the high heavens. And if it's people, I've heard these stories of like people going in sort of like other branded, um, taking other branded drinks in there with them, and they're, they're confiscated. Yeah. And not being able to wear clothes that were spot that had sponsorship from somebody who wasn't a. Yeah, so if it was sponsored by sponsor. Nike, you walked in with, with Adidas, you weren't yeah. allowed in, you know. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> this isn't science fiction at all, really, is it? No. It really isn't science fiction, um, although it did lead up to the joke about you know you are just fighting the suits, which yeah. I thought was I did actually make me laugh out loud actually. Um, yeah, but I, I love the, the the Doctor's solution as well. You know that they were actually sort of worth more dead than alive by linking their suits up to the or linking them up to the nuclear reactor. So um, that that was a good solution. Yeah, it was like a checkmate, really, wasn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. If you if you you're you're trying to kill us to save money, well, if you kill us, it's going to cost you a hell of a lot. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I love that. Well, I loved yeah. It. Once you've realised that the driving force was was money and economy, mm. then obviously the way to way to stop them mm. was to make it yeah make it more make yourself more valuable alive than you are dead. Exactly. Exactly. I think. And, my, and my... even and even <laughs> the idea that they then. Give them their the the suits with the dead people would give them their oxygen to keep mm. them alive. Yeah, because that'd be the next logical thing. Was now we've got to keep them alive rather than even just not killing them. Yeah, let's not worry really? about them paying for oxygen either. Let's just keep yeah. them alive. Yeah, yeah. You no, presume thought... though until they could work out it was going to be a te- it would have been a temporary measure until they could work out how to. Disconnect them <laughs> from the system, and then exactly, they, yeah, back to plan A. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Had the doctor not had the TARDIS, then that may well have been where we'd well, gone. Doesn't he? Doesn't he say at the end that well, that was the end of capitalism in space or something? Doesn't he sort of that, that sort of what he's done is sort of brought that to a, to a, to a conclusion? Well, I suppose it's the, it's the question of yeah, did did they make enough of a? Did they go back to whatever? Place, company, mm. planet, whatever, and making that such a fuss that people there didn't realise actually what was happening in these far-flung mining well, places. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to it, be... it 
to be honest, you've only got a. I mean, really, it's like modern life. Really, it's sort of you know the, the big corporations that say, "Well, you, you, if you want this, you need it. You have to pay for it." Yeah, and and we do blindly. Pardon the pun. Bearing in mind this episode, um, and 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 that and this is just taking it to the extreme. Um, I mean, <laughs> give someone the idea that we, you know people have to buy the auction to to, to live. They'll do it. Yeah. If they if they can make a fast buck out of you, they will do it. And and I say it's no but different it goes to, back like, to, to big now, companies, is it? Big companies exploiting sweatshops and whatever in third world countries, isn't it? And yeah. Then the question is, once once you know that, should you be buying those products? Because if you if you carry on, then you're probably endorsing what's happening. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah the, the question then would have been, yeah, whether enough people would have, if they'd have got it out into the to the open, this is what's happening. Whether enough people would have then said, no, actually, we don't want this. If that if that's the, if that's the price people are paying, then we don't want it. Yeah, well, it's like the old, um, uh, was it window tax, isn't it? Yeah. Really, it's it's, it's all those similar sort of lines. You know, you sort of people just paying it without a bit. This is wrong, you know. So <laughs> it's our right to be able to look out of our house without having to pay for the privilege. So, and this is the same thing for breathing. So, um, yeah, and I, 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 I actually loved it. I didn't think it was too heavy handed, the whole no. uh, capitalism thing. I really didn't. Um, what about the because um, you, you got the, the, the blue character, was it Dahren, as he yeah. called himself? Um, and we get him accusing Bill of being a racist. Which yeah. I thought was a, um, a, a a neat little twist, actually. Yeah, I think it worked. It worked well after Finn Ice, didn't it? Where Finn Ice being the whole thing about how would people, how would the people in the past perceive her? Yeah. You then get it into the into the future, and suddenly it's, it's still there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it hasn't there, really but it's gone. just not. Ha- you know, when you've put someone in a in a difficult different different position where they're Meeting the unknown, mm. even subconsciously, because I'm sure it, it's she's not being consciously trying, you know, causing offence or anything. It's just no. literally the 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 oh, you're different. I'm beginning to wonder if that was the point to it, rather than just, yeah. just trying to twist the whole racism thing, yeah, around a little bit, or saying it still exists, or in this future it still exists. Um, I think what you're saying, she wasn't consciously doing it. Yeah. I mean, and I think... And I think you say that, lot... that... It's that fear of the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. And a lot turns out... I mean, I suspect a lot of, of things do start that way. It's just then how they develop. Um, when fear comes into it, then obviously you tend to get persecution. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it just really was... Yeah, it wasn't, I don't think, just a, a fact of... Yeah, it was just shock. Um, but even even sort of like, interesting <laughs> twist that it was her rather than another character. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did sort of make me chuckle with um, Nardole's attempts to sort of soften the situation by saying, you know, so so my friends are bluish. Yeah, which <laughs> which I thought is is that sort of is that patronising thing people say to say I'm not a racist. Yes, you know, I, I've got lots of black friends or Asian friends or whatever you know it's sort of you know to make them I'm not a bad person yeah you know so um, but just just by sort of saying something like that you're just digging a bigger hole for yourself aren't you 
Yeah. So yeah, but I, I did. I, I I quite like that. But what again? That wasn't you know two on the nose either. I thought it, it, it was very sort of subtly done, and it just sort of moved on. And and it worked because we'd had the the episode. If it had just been that episode without Finn Ice, you might have thought, oh, that's a bit strange. Mm. Yeah. But because we'd had it from her point of view earlier, you sort of yeah, it just was the case of oh, suddenly she's actually found herself slightly in the same position and without realising it. Yeah. No, I thought I thought it was quite well done. I really yeah. did. I really did. Um I mean to be honest, I haven't really got much more to 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 say really because I mean you know, I, I, you know I've got no real problems with this. And we, we picked up on a couple of things obviously, but um I I if we were to rate this I'd say you know, it's a solid ten out of ten from me. Yeah. It really, it really is. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I, yeah. I and I can't believe we're uh, next week. We're at the halfway point of this series. Yeah, I mean the thing I like. I mean, other than I'm not still quite sure of, of the bill and how much you can say. Oh, she wasn't completely killed. Mm. I can bring her back to life straight away. Yeah, sort of thing was was a bit. But other than that, I think just the fact that it had a proper ending that wasn't. Setting a reset switch, or out of it by the Sonic, got out of it by using the Sonic screwdriver, or whatever. I mean, I think that was um, quite a um, moment in the episode, wasn't it? That they actually got rid of the Sonic screwdriver early. Yes. Yes. So it didn't leave the question of, oh, why didn't he use the Sonic screwdriver? No, it's been broken. Yeah, that's right. Because I think people were asking that question about the the, the whole thing on Knock Knock last week. Why didn't he use his sonic screwdriver to, if if they liked, if if the sound of if it was sound that sort of controlled these the the dryads, why didn't the doctor use his sonic screwdriver? So, yeah, but yeah, then again, you were, to confuse them, yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, I suppose you were the same people would have said, well, the doctor uses his sonic screw, screwdriver far too much. Yeah, you know. So um, that to, the, this episode put pay to that basically. Yeah, so. it was just just a nice. Yeah, it just sort of. Got it out the way quite early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's that that's got rid of that. So now now we yeah. have to work on the doctor using his brains and working it out from there. I, th- I think and the only other thing I, I just want to sort of the final thing I want to, I want to comment on really is the, um, the you know the dead people zombie for a bit description uh, makeup, which I think some of them sort of more sort of decomposed than others, um, and I think it did sort of push. The boundaries for what's acceptable for a a family show. To be honest, there, there was one in particular that bit where where Bill wakes up after the spacewalk, and she sees them in the other room. And there's one in particular; his face is quite disfigured. And yeah, so, yeah. And I say it doesn't dwell on it. It's sort of very, very sort of brief. It's a fleeting glimpse, mm. or, or held in the background. And I thought they did very well actually to sort of convey that without. Sort of getting people into a mock outrage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was it was enough to convey what had happened. Without, yeah. I mean, there wasn't like you know pus and blood and whatever. No, no. So. No, uh, I, I, I feel. I, I think they. I think they actually got the balance really well with them. I think so. They really did. They really did. And and I, I'd, I'd say as I said at the beginning of this uh, little review, please can Jamie Matheson write every episode of Doctor Who from here on in because I think he's he hasn't done a clunker yet has he no 
he really hasn't absolutely outstanding he really is so um so should, should we leave that there then yes i think so god dear this 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 series is going from strength to strength um and of course next week we've got some um, extremists coming up so um and of course the, the next time trailer appears that missy is in next week's episode yes and is missy the person who's in the vault or not because apparently it's next week we find out what's in the vault yes and it does seem a bit of a coincidence doesn't it, it? does doesn't it I'm, and i'm hoping that's all it is yeah I'm hoping that's all it is as a coincidence. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, but then I think Moffat, he does the obvious, thinking that, or to make you think that, oh, no, it's, it's too obvious. It won't happen. And you put out your mind, and then the obvious thing does happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So he does like to sort li- of pull the rug, doesn't he? Yeah, he likes the little double bluff, doesn't he? Yeah, like? exactly. I think I think that's what we got coming. But Yeah. Hey, who cares? Who cares? I've been—I've just been enjoying the hell out of this season so far. I really. And, have. and then, and then, to be honest, if it is, then it could just be interesting as to how we've got to that stage. Yes, precisely. So all, all will be revealed reveal. next week, won't it? Yes, all will be revealed well, next week. We presume so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Now, just one final thing. Um, I on the sort of Facebook and Twitter during the course of last week. Um. I've been sort of putting up um, sort of little screenshots of we, we've cracked the iTunes charts again um, for, for the second time in our, in our six-year recording career. Um, we've cracked it's only the UK, obviously the UK iTunes charts. Um, I'm just really surprised um, that a we got into the audio charts, but also we got into the top ten on the video podcast charts um, as well. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody who subscribed to us. I think that's what it's. Um, that's what it bases the iTunes charts on. It's on subscriptions rather than downloads, I think. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what the, what the algorithm is, but um, but thank you everybody for sort of tuning in and listening to us and, and, and now sort of watching us as well. Um, it really was a surprise. It really was a surprise. And, and and as I said to you when we saw that, seventy three in the audio, six in the video podcasts. It's easy now to see what's been holding us back. <laughs> Seeing as it's just you doing the video podcast. <laughs> well, as I replied back to you, Paul, you know, you're, I don't need you for next week's episode. As the same show business, um, <laughs> lovey, um, don't call us, we'll call you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, of course, Paul and I will be returning next week So with our, with our review of Extremists. So um, let's end that there then, shall we? Yes. Let's end it there. So until next week then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.